And she had um, breakup in a relationship and just being really, really, really low and contemplating, you know, all sorts of um, horrible things, permanently horrible things, and looking down at her tatau and that sort of bringing her back and seeing the ngongo and seeing the frigate birds and knowing that they are always supposed to return home. So we have, we have things that, um, yeah, are there to guide us and to navigate us through these trying times. The Transformative Marks podcast explores how Indigenous tattoo artists, cultural tattoo practitioners, and ancestral skin markers transform this world for the better, dot by dot, line by line, and stitch by stitch. My name is Dion Kazis. I'm a Hungarian, Métis, and Intikatmuk professional tattoo artist and ancestral skin marker. I started the work of reviving my ancestral Intikatmuk skin marking practice over a decade ago. I've helped, supported, and trained practitioners and tattoo artists here on Turtle Island. In this podcast, I sit down with Indigenous tattoo artists, cultural tattoo practitioners, and ancestral skin markers from across the globe, bringing you behind the scenes of this powerful, transformative, and spiritual work. So my name is Tyler Vaiao. I am a tatau artist and practitioner. Um, I am New Zealand-born Samoan. I, um, my villages are Saleamua and Alepaka and Sapumi and Savai. My mum is um, Balangi or New Zealand European. Um, and my dad is Samoan. You know, when you think about traditional tattooing mm. and tattooing uh, associated with Samoa, mm. why do you think it's important for people, your people, to get this type of Mm. considering there's so many a variety of options of options yeah i think our tatau is integral to our cultural identity in terms of the traditional um tatau forms like the bea and malu it's um really strongly intertwined with so the samoan culture and that's shown particularly through the fact that it has survived unbroken. It's, it's so strongly woven into the fabric of being Samoan. And then I guess from a contemporary perspective, which is um, more machine to tell based on traditional Samoan designs, it's important because it helps um, Samoans in the diaspora, New Zealand-born Samoans or Samoans living away from their homeland to, to connect. Um, back to where that heritage comes from. You know, in Canada and the work that I do with a lot of uh, my friends, mm. you know, we, the way we frame some of the stuff that we do is around this concept of tattoo medicine. Mm. So uh, I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts about that yeah. or that resonates with you in terms of the work that you do. And yeah. If you could explore that with me. Yeah. 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 Certainly there is a, a practice of tatau as medicine. Um, there is, and, and it has been used for healing, um, the hand tattoo or, um, the tattooing of the joints, um, is thought to help alleviate arthritis. So we have that practice. Um, there's also a, a practice relating to using tatal to heal birthmarks. So there's those sorts of things as well. I think from like an urban, you know, in terms of our urban communities living away from Samoa, 
definitely tattoo as medicine in terms of um, maybe helping to reconcile your identity and, and perhaps heal past traumas, um, to really uh, act as a point of reference in, in today's you know, busy urban worlds. And I think of... Um, I think of a friend of mine who who has um, Tatao and um, she was at a really, really low point and she had um, breakup in a relationship and just being really, really, really low and contemplating, you know, all sorts of um, horrible things, permanently horrible things and looking down at her Tatao and that, sort of bringing her back and seeing the ngongo and seeing the frigate birds and knowing that they are always supposed to return home. So we have, we have things that, um, yeah, are there to guide us and to navigate us through these trying times. So when you uh, begin chatting with somebody, uh, specifically somebody, mm. uh, how, you know, how do you know what are the most appropriate design? You know, especially, yeah. Um, yeah. What are the most appropriate designs in terms mm. of like, uh, you know, the contemporary stuff that yeah. you do to tell the story, but yeah. then also, uh, how do you figure out, you know, when you go to do mm. any of the other stuff too? Yeah. Um, I guess I, in terms of figuring out what the design is or what the symbols will be, I take time to talk about their reasons behind wanting the tatau and what it is that sort of brought them to me or to this point in their life where they want the markings and I'll of course ask about their family and and their heritage and what villages they come from um you know a, lo a lot of our designs are shared across um Samoa it's not necessarily specific to a village but there are there can be stories that are relevant um, which will have different symbols associated with that. Um, but yeah, I think a lot a lot of it is to do with their reasons behind wanting the tatau and what it what it will mean for them. So because there's a <laughs> uh, you know a traditional uh, process of using tools yeah. and a process of you know now a lot of times uh, you know we use machines. Yeah. Is there a difference? Is there an importance yeah. above one or the other? Yeah. You know, uh, what are your thoughts about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I think it it definitely depends on what you are receiving. I think if you are getting a pea or a mal, that has to be done with the traditional tools. Um, you miss out. Yeah, you lose so much of that experience if you're getting it done with machine, um, and you're doing a disservice to the continuation of those traditions. Really. Um, we're fortunate to have uh, these forms and, and our traditional methods that have survived the impacts of Christianity and colonization. And to me, it's almost like an insult to that if you go and get those tatar with a machine. Um, and so for the machine work, that's really the designs that, that move away from the traditional forms. So when you think about uh, your tattooing practice, mm. uh, you know, are there uh, tattoos or clients or uh, experiences that you've had mm. in this work that you do 
that stand out for you and that you would feel comfortable um so at the at the beginning of this year i um tattooed my 76 year old auntie so her Samoan, and it was her first tattoo and it was just a very simple design based on the malu so contemporary tatao and she received that as a matching tattoo with um, her daughter and that was just a really massive experience for us as a family because she has been very anti-tattoos for many years. So um, it really opened up things for us as a family. Um, in my Samoan side, my great-grandfather was a Methodist minister. So um, there's been that, you know, that really sort of anti-tattooing and, and the, the catchphrase that's the spilling of blood for no good reason that is um, sort of often said in, in um, Christian Samoan circles. Um, so to be able to bring that back to my own family um, was a really special moment. <laughs> it's always interesting for me when I think about like, you know, that intersection between, you know, our, our indigenous spiritualities and then, you know, the embodiment of Christianity. Uh, like, it was always a, a interesting thing to realize how you know Tatao has mm. existed in Samoa yeah. alongside this <laughs> yeah yeah kind of like a really interesting thing that yeah I, I just find it fascinating yeah you know especially when you think about how most Christians think about him yeah 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 so I'm uh, <clears throat> you know this is. Uh, you know, when you think about this work that you do, uh, you know, and you think about, you know, uh, you know, the impact that these tattoos have on uh, your clients, on your community and reconnecting, you know, how do you, how do you deal with uh, some of those burdens or how would you, how would you even describe the burdens that you would have yeah. as a, uh, a practitioner, you know, um, and then how do you navigate that space? yeah yeah <laughs> um it's a big responsibility and it can be a lot it can be quite heavy to be like one of the few wom women or perhaps the only Samoan woman operating in this space um so it's really important to have good support networks and i have a really strong network of Pacifica women and um, Maori women that I just feel like completely supported by. Um, I've also been really fortunate to um, have the support of some other Samoan male tatau artists and um, in this space that is, yeah, that has meant a lot. Um, you can't, you can't, you have to realize you can't do everything by yourself. It's not one person. It takes a village. It totally takes a village. So I've got my village. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's such an important thing, I think, mm. um, especially com coming from a woman's perspective. Mm. So I appreciate you sharing that. Mm. For me, it's important as well as, you know, as we move forward, as how do we make sure that we're supporting? Mm. Right? Mm. 
helps all of our practitioners feel supported and yeah you know um doing the best work that they can yeah this is a question that uh puts two questions together you can answer okay, either one, <laughs> okay. Uh, or you know fix mm, or match mm. so the first one is is you know what when you think about <clears throat> this work what message would you want to send to those who are coming up to the future generations i would say take care of our traditions um, take care of our total of our designs um, wear them with pride um, and don't be afraid to speak out for them if, if you see things that you don't agree with um, and I sincerely hope that there are more female total artists wanting to move into this space and I would say um, be brave um, and that you are wanted and you are needed in this space <laughs> uh, the second one is uh, how do you feel or how do you see uh, the work that you're doing being a contribution mm. I think my work is a contribution in terms of opening up the space um, creating space for women to be more involved in the process of Tatao not only as recipients, but also as practitioners. Um, I hope that I'm creating space for more women to come through. Um, and I, I want to contribute to um, my community, to Samoans in New Zealand, wanting to reconnect with those things who didn't necessarily grow up for Samoa, knowing much about their heritage for whatever reason. And I hope that I can serve them in um, finding that that um, space that they sit in as well. So, how do you feel when you see people tattooing designs from your culture? Mm. And what would be? Uh, and they're not from your culture. Mm. So, what would you say about that? But I would say first, uh, one of the things I like to do is like because there's, as we talked about, there's such a like theorization around. Yeah. But for me, it's like, how do we humanize yeah. this, like what they're doing? Yeah. So how do you feel when mm. you see this? Yeah. What would be your response? Yeah. How do we move forward? Yeah. How do I feel? <laughs> I don't feel great. <laughs> It'll, I mean, I'm always sort of, um, sort of taken aback a bit. Um, it depends. It depends to me also, like what the symbols are, be, because there are many designs that we share with others, but then there are some designs that are specific to someone to tell, and that are quite sacred. Um, and so, to see those used by people that are not someone, um, it can be physically <laughs> painful. I mean, it's hard. Um, it also, I mean, it can depend on context too because sometimes it is a someone wanting those marks and they don't have any access to anyone else. Um, they can't travel, you know, three hours by plane to a someone to tell artists and so they have the designs that they 
connect with and they've taken them to another artist. So there's different levels to it, but when it's someone not from that culture tattooing another person not from that culture, that's where I question the intention and question the knowledge and understanding behind what they're doing and question why they believe they have the right to be using those designs. How do we move forward? Mm. And what what should our response be? Mm. I think our response is to educate people. And I don't mean to educate people to tell them what our designs are so they can go ahead and use them because I don't think that they should be using them. It's to to educate people around the significance of receiving cultural markings from someone of that culture and um, what is shared through that, through receiving someone that has that heritage, that has that connection, um, and what is lost when you when you receive them from someone who isn't. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's about having a voice, but it can be really hard, and I've been places where I've seen things that I don't agree with, but because we are so close to that, and it's such an emotional response, sometimes the words just get stuck in your throat. Yeah. So it's about finding that voice and having the confidence to speak out. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, when you say that, it, it makes me think that, you know, as a collective of uh, Indigenous cultural tattoo practitioners, mm. we have to start to find ways mm. to um, facilitate having that voice in yeah. spaces where yeah. we don't lose our voice. Mm. So preparing, because we know that shit's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do we prepare? Mm. So the last question is fairly open, mm. and it's a question I asked earlier, uh, and, it, and it's basically, you know, is there anything that you'd like to share or, mm. you know, maybe you've been through interviews and, you know, there was one question that you wish somebody would have asked. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be framed that way either. Yeah. It's like, is there something that you feel you need to share that you've never had the opportunity to share? Mm. It can be really difficult speaking speaking about um, my practice as a female Tatao artist who is not full Samoan. Um, I don't I don't want to I don't want to ever stand on anyone else's mana or to act like I'm the authority on Samoan Tatao. So um I guess just that, that, that this is a struggle as well and that I own my practice and I'm dedicated to what I'm doing. Hey listeners, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I just want you to remember that no matter who you are, where you're from, what you've been through, what you've done, that you are amazing and beautiful and I'm excited to see you next week. If you haven't already subscribed, please go and do so. And if you have subscribed, I appreciate you following the Transformative Marks podcast. And the last thing that I will ask you is to do me a solid and share this episode with somebody that you think will enjoy it. Thanks a lot and see you next week.